Yo, welcome back. Brand new episode, Nothing Important Podcast. Your host, Matt Reyes. How's everybody doing? Just had a long motherfucking day. Oh, man. It's good to be home. Just starting to get cold in Atlanta, like real frosty. So, you know, I'm in the crib, got some heat on. Nice. Appreciate that. You always forget cold weather. You know, like I, I like all seasons. I'm, I'm, I appreciate every season. When I was living in Los Angeles, I, I lost that ability to have seat. The ability? What the fuck am I talking about? Um, <laughs> there's some fake ass seasons going on in Los Angeles. You know, there is a transition of hot to cold, hot to colder weather. But it is not as extreme as like if you grew up in the Northeast, like myself in New York City, you get four solid seasons and harsh transitions. You know what I mean? When it starts getting cold, it gets cold. It progresses into freezing cold and it stays that way for a long time. You know? It's starting to get cold, man. Atlanta's not that bad. Atlanta has like a condensed winter. I appreciate that shit. I appreciate that shit. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, though. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, what do I want to do? I love doing the podcast. I'm going to keep on doing this shit. Um, I have high aspirations for this. I do. I believe it will, you know, take me places. But I'm just talking about in the media with my life, more so geographically. You know, what do I want to do? Do I want to stay in the States? I think about what a blessing it was that I moved from New York City when I moved from New York City. I was 24 years old, just turned 24. And really previous to, you know, maybe 22, 23 years old, I had not traveled at all. I had a really New York fucking life. You know what I mean? (laughs) I knew New York City. I wasn't going to other states. I wasn't going to other cities. I was definitely not going to other motherfucking countries. It's just not how I grew up. And I think I look back and I, I, I understand the the things gained. You know, when I decided to move from New York and live in a different place, I don't think it, it mattered that it was Los Angeles. I don't think it would have mattered if it was anywhere. Obviously, there would have been different experiences, different perspectives gained. But I'm just talking about increasing your horizon, so to speak, your perspective, you know, perspective, your sight, your vision is relative really to what you know. And so the more that you know, you know, the the wider your your perspective becomes. And um, I think about that, man, I'm like, I think I want to move again. I think I want to move. I think I want to move out of the country. That's what I'm thinking, man. It's a fucking journey. It's a big decision. I have a child. But I'm thinking about it. I'm really, my heart is like telling me to consider that shit because it's like, it's a bubble mentality. <laughs> when I was living in New York City, all I knew was New York. My mother never traveled. She never been to Puerto Rico. I'm Puerto Rican. And you know, imagine I would have stood. 
I'd be a completely different human being. And I'm like, there's a person out there waiting for me to become them. And I think one of the conditions in me reaching being that person is uh, living elsewhere, meaning outside of the country. Getting like just a completely different perspective. As Americans, it's very easy to think about America, um, the 50 states, because of our popularity on the globe and because of our influence to other places around the world. It's very easy to kind of misinterpret us as being a large place, a large mass of land or have a high population. When in actuality, to the seven or eight billion people that are on the planet, Americans are only four percent of the global population. Four percent. That's fucking crazy, son. <laughs> that is crazy. Four percent. So if you got a thousand people in the room, forty of them. Just fucking wild. Those, those are the Americans. You know? You got 100 people in the room. Four people are American. If the world was 100 people, only four of them are Amer- It's not a lot. It's not a lot, man. I think about that shit, man. I'm like, yo. It's probably a lot, a lot more for me to motherfucking see. You can get pinned down in that box psychologically, mentally. Your vision can be tunneled and you can only see things through a lens of America and you know the culture here the opportunities here the money here the so-called freedom you see these things through that lens and I feel like that closes off all of the you know the rest of the world that's going on everything else is going on at the same goddamn time it's just so interesting to me like think I want to move out the country. I don't know where, though. I don't know where, man. It's not even like running either. Like, I feel like that's the first response anybody has when you tell them that you want to move. To be like, you running. Nah. You know? <laughs> nah, it's not running, man. Sometimes it's a smart decision when you can see something that you don't mix with. It's a smart decision to look elsewhere. That's an intelligent decision. It's not It's not always like avoiding. That trick of trying to face every goddamn thing, you know, that, that can get you hurt in this lifetime. <laughs> I'm going to go face all my fears. Be like, yo, I fear a group of, you know, young men robbing me and shooting me in my fucking head. I don't want to go face that. That's reality. That happens in this country. I imagine it happens elsewhere, but, you know, such craziness that goes on in America, man. I'm not speaking in a critical way. I'm trying to evolve myself into having discerning judgment, but not just being like a lazy critic, not just being, you know, the the colloquial understanding of judgmental, sitting back and hating. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just observing shit that is strange to me that I don't agree with. And in this country, it's just our focus is on such silly things. It's on such silly things, man, that I don't 
I don't vibe with. Not on a level of it offends me or I think it's a government psyop. I'm not going conspiracy theory. It's just boring after a while. It's boring that people care so much about Kanye West. It's boring the relationships between different races in this country. It's boring. It's immature. It just feels like the past. It's so fucking played out. It's been done. It's been done. It's been fucking done. I think about that shit, man. That's definitely on the table for me. Moving from this motherfucking country. I think I'm, you know, I am considering it. I feel like when I was in Los Angeles, I said this out loud. <laughs> you got to be careful what you say, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, I said this before and it was an interesting situation that came about. Uh, and I kind of feel the same emotion right now. Like, I think I am leaving. It would have to take something very particularly special for me to stay. That's what it would take. You know, a situation that I, I could not refuse. Um, that's what it would take for me to stay because otherwise it's like, yo, I can have a completely different life, man. I've been in Hawaii. That shit is gore. I mean, it's still technically America, but that's not fucking America. It's Polynesia. I remember going out there and I was like, man, this is, you just feel different in a place like that. You feel different. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to, to be in nature to be, you know, around people who are not so hungry for status and drama and your fucking financial, you know, standings and all this. Those things are great. Once again, no, not, not critiquing, not blindly critiquing. It's just that it does not, I'm not vibing with it. I'm not fucking vibing with it. If America is only 4% of the global population, I'm going to be hopeful that there is a place on this planet outside of this 4% where there are people who are aligned with uh, my ideals and the way that I uh, wish to experience this life, you know, where the values are closer to, to my values. Not some moral righteous shit. I'm just talking about what what we pay attention to. What is focused upon. You know? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to align my vision with like-minded individuals. And if that's not happening here, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. On a jet plane. God damn, this motherfucker depressing. Let me get my energy up. Let me sit the motherfucker up in the seat and let's really just talk, man. This is a nothing important podcast. You guys are not tuned in to me to hear me sit around with my scratchy, I've been drinking this weekend voice and mope around and tell you guys about me leaving America. You Americans, you love America. Let's talk about the drama. Let's talk about the motherfucking gossip. Let's talk about Kanye West exposing the Illuminati. Did you hear it? Nigga got caught sitting in his car looking like he was about to get, you know, taken to the motherfucking central bookings. He looked like he was in the backseat of a squad car. And somebody pulled up on him with a camera and they started asking him questions. And he was like he like he does. You know, he speaks in two to five minute 
polarizing, captivating speeches. That's the style of his, <laughs> of his talking, of his talking points. It's this fucking, just quotables. And what does a motherfucker do? You know Kanye's like, anybody know Orlando Brown? Orlando Brown is the young man that used to be uh, on Nassau Raven and other Disney shows and whatever the fuck. And like many other child stars, grew up to, you know, have all the symptoms of uh, a highly abused, molested child. <laughs> Just like a disassociated um, trauma victim, you know. That's Orlando Brown. Go Google that nigga. And uh, Kanye remind me of that a little bit. But like Kanye's abuse came later in life, you know, <laughs> things that fragmented his his mind into 10 different personalities. And, you know, the ego is at the motherfucking wheel, um, like all of those child stars. Um, rest in peace, Aaron Carter. But uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing at that man's death. That shit is tragic, but it's just it's crazy when you how all of them are so crazy and fucked up. Every child star. Kanye remind me of that, but it it was like whatever trauma that he took on, I think it's similar, but it had to happen later in life because he still has cognition in a way that those other guys don't. Like he can still put together a thought and, you know, mix it up in the pot and deliver it in a way that, you know, people could still side with him if they have bias, if they don't like logic. You know, Orlando Brown is a guy that just goes up there and he just says crazy shit. He'd be like, Hannah Montana is Bill Clinton in drag. And you'd be like, all right, this nigga's nuts. Kanye ain't doing that. But what he is doing is, you know, using sensational, um, which this to me is brilliant. I don't like to call this man a genius because I don't fall for his bullshit. I think the collective psyche of America is just brainwashed, dumb consumers because they love Kanye and they didn't see the scams coming. And I saw that shit from day one. But what he just said, I thought was pretty brilliant. He's accessing almost like a, like if you think about the collective knowledge in this country, culturally, to be an American, you know, from people who were born in the 1970s to the, the people who are newly minted, 18 year olds, the fresh motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Just became an adult. Um, there is a collective cultural understanding because of mainstream media pop art right and um that's just to kind of like give you the framework of what i'm talking about i think in the collective subconscious there are these boogeymen that have been created either by the people um either by propagandists in our government or media and collectively we all have these figures, these symbols, these um, boogeymen in our subconscious so that even if they don't scare us on a daily basis, they're somewhat triggers that bring about an emotional arousal of dissent, skepticism, mistrust of our government. You know what I mean? Um, taps into maybe this is a Christian nation. There's people that believe in different things, but. I think more than any evil boogeyman, the devil is probably the biggest and most popular, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mythical, scary man. 
something to scare people, something to emotionally arouse people and get them in that state of being suspicious. And so what Kanye does is he he's tapping into that that collective subconscious, the things that are already planted in our minds that we have suspicions about. And a nigga goes in the back of the car and remember to give this context so it doesn't get blurry. Because if you just watch this snippet, he has a way with his words where he can be very persuasive and put his thoughts together in a way that are um, misleading. Misleading. Because he understands how to emotionally arouse. He understands how to Open people up with emotion and close them with logic. You know? And he does so very concisely. So what he does is he says that um, he's not in the pocket, basically. You have all these other black people in the mainstream, like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like um, just any, you know, he starts naming a whole bunch of black pop artists or black figures in the mainstream. And he says that they all are under control and um, this, that, and the third. And basically insinuates because he's not in the pocket, because they don't have dirt on him, so to speak, that he can't go to jail. That they try to take his money, but he's still worth $400 million. You know what I'm saying? So, he, you know what I'm saying? That's the ego move right there. That's the Trump thing. We saw that for years. We had Trump as a president. We understand how that worked. You go up there and you just self-aggrandize. And... Um, then when he taps into the collective suspicion of you know, Americans and probably people abroad as well, he starts claiming that, you know, all of these like YouTube videos that came out with conspiracy theories like Michael Jordan's father was sacrificed by the Illuminati and, um, you know, so and so was sacrificed by the Illuminati. He even claims his mother was a sacrifice, which is a horrible fucking... <laughs> Horribly disrespectful thing. I'm not here to like debate reality, debate secret societies. Do I believe secret societies are real? Of fucking course. Of course. But I think as you get older, you start to understand nuance. And nuance allows you to inspect things not on a surface level, to really get into the meat and bones of things and understand that. Secret societies are like clubs. They're like clubs for people. They're cultural, they're symbolic, and um, do I think there's power, powerful people in some of these secret societies? Absolutely. But it's like a fraternity. To really think that there is a unified group of people running the planet, I feel like is... And it's hard. It's not in a judgment that I say this. It's just being misguided by the amount of information that's out there. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, perspective is crazy. Did you know only, you know, the U.S. population is only 4% of the global population. We're, we're a fragment of how many people are actually on this planet. You know what I'm saying? If the United States was wiped out completely, 350 million people, it's not even really putting a dent in the rest of the planet. I'm not accounting for influence. I'm not accounting for like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it in that way. I'm just saying sheer numbers. 4% is not a lot. It's relative. It's perspective. To really think that that many people 
are governed by a small group of people is like, you know, he's using it because it's a psychological trigger. Trigger, it's you know alienating uh, his enemies, really. Um, which his enemies are just anybody that doesn't want to do what he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just getting them out the way and unifying people who have this collective suspicion. You know, it's a very pow- powerful tactic of persuasion to appeal to somebody's belief, to tap into somebody's belief Especially when it's charged by an emotion of fear. Fear is such a powerful emotion when it comes when it comes to control, controlling people. Fear is so powerful. So if somebody can be smart enough to tap into that, um, they can manipulate very easily. I will call to question anybody, not anybody who believes the Illuminati is real or they're taking this man's word for it. If he's saying his mother was a sacrifice, he's saying that he he okayed that? He's knowledgeable of it. Did he okay that? Is that what happened? If so, I you know, appreciate you telling us, but I don't trust the guy. The, the reason I call bullshit in this situation is because there was no outing of the Illuminati when you getting money. There's no outing of this big club that you're allegedly not part of. Allegedly, you're not down with the get down or maybe you're saying you was and now you want out. But none of this shit happens when you're getting your way. When you're not getting your way, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I look at that situation and I'm saying to myself, like, eh, it's a temper tantrum. He's just very wise and experienced in how to throw those. How to get eyeballs and attention on his, you know, his little snippet, his little videos and, you know, but that shit fucks us up collectively to believe a guy. Once again, this is not questioning whether the Illuminati is real. This is not a question of that. This is questioning the person who's delivering, delivering information and what their actual motive is, what they're actually doing. The bullshit that he continues the game he's running. You know? And why that's dangerous. That shit is dangerous, yo. It's dangerous. It hurts people. It's more confusion in society. It's more focusing on negative aspects of this life, which this life is a beautiful fucking thing. If you can get your eyeballs in the right place, if more and more people could do that collectively, that's how the world would change to be better. Not continually focusing on suspected evil suspicion of bad things going on meditating on that day and night that fucks people's lives up that fucks people's lives up and i I think that's just his in his mind it's an exit strategy it's like all everything else is failing he's trying to get back on top and now he's gonna try to go youtube conspiracy theorists like you know what i'm saying like okay crazy man it's crazy i wonder how influential that is to people outside of america you know this place that i've never been that i don't know where it is 
But my heart tells me is out there. If we only make 4% up of the world population, I like my chances that I will go and travel this globe and find somewhere that aligns with my ideals more than this country. And I would hope that that place looks at that video, it comes across them, and it's just a motherfucking leaf falling off a tree. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's something. It's something. It's not nothing. But it's not significant in their lives. And that's what I take, like, that's my big issue with this country is, like, how significant and heavy and powerful these things that I consider insignificant are. They could be so small with the correct perspective, but, you know. I don't know what that is, man. I don't know what that is. I mean, I do understand what it is. It's like magnifying glasses where they're not supposed to be and, you know, running away from a topic when it's not supposed to be. It's just bad timing and, like, a lack of understanding. I don't know what, you know, like, who in this country has the best perspective, understands the people the most? You know, what group of people or what individuals, what personality type is that? Is it just people who are observationists? Because I think bias is so fucking, such a dangerous thing. Such a dangerous thing when it comes to like really analyzing situations and understanding the right choices, how to say things, when to say things. You know what I just saw that was fucking masterful? A guy that really understands how to do this thing, that he understands how to fucking do this thing. And I'm not talking about the craft, the skill set that he brings to the table, the talent. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the intellect. The intellect. People miss out on sequencing. You could do you could you could do all the right things to deliver a message to the people, but if you don't do it in the right order, there's no point. And I was just watching a clip of Dave Chappelle work in in a level of mastery that not a lot of people get to in their craft. They don't they don't get to that level. Um, he's definitely the greatest. We all know he's he's always the funniest guy in the room. We all know that he commands the most attention, that he holds people's attention. He Dave Chappelle's so nasty at what he does is he extends the average attention span in his dumbass fucking consumer country. <laughs> he stretches people's capabilities past their own fucking potential to sit there and focus on topics that are heavy informed hard topics and he knows how to deliver that message and he does the correct sequencing his timing is impeccable once again i'm not talking about the delivery method i'm not talking about the comedy i'm not talking about his you know what i'm saying the art of it all i'm that is one thing he's gifted but i'm talking about just the intellect behind it and he was talking about the whole kanye situation he was talking about all that shit. And um, what he said that was fucking, you know, you know, a guy is brilliant when everybody's talking about a topic. 
because it's necessary in the media. It's such a big story. It's such a captivating, you know, event that everybody must jump onto it. They have to, even if they don't want to. If you're in that business, you got to talk about it. But um, when everybody does that and somebody comes out with the take that nobody thought of, that's how you know the nigga's the goat, man. <laughs> nobody was close to talking about how, you know, how he was talking about it. Um, and I thought the most interesting message that he dropped, it was like the closer of that SNL monologue where he was talking about Kanye and Kyrie Irving. I've, I've talked about this shit a bunch. I've had multiple episodes talking about it. Like Kyrie is not Kanye West. Kanye West has been screwing over the black people and doing all this other stuff. But Dave knows what's up. He doesn't harp on that. He got straight to an observation that I was like, this is brilliant. He said, um, you know, a group of black guys is a gang. A group of Italian guys <laughs> is a mob. Um, and a, a group of Jews is a, is a coincidence that we can't talk about. <laughs> I was like, yo, nobody got close to that one. That is an incredible observation. You know, because the, the issue is, is that Kanye is an asshole. And intentionally offended a group of people. Like he's done so before. But what happened is that triggered a group of people and almost had an opposite effect. Their reaction created an opposite effect of what they were trying to elicit. They were trying to elicit, um, talking about Jewish people, some sense of reprimanding Kanye and nipping in the bud anybody who would come out and try to do what he did. But the powerful response... Um, aided in the ignorant rhetoric because it made it to the public that what they were saying is true, that Jews run everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, which isn't true, which is not true. Um, and that's hard for people to understand. I would have been a person in the past before, like kind of understanding a little bit more about how the world actually works, how big the fucking world is. I would have been the first individual to be like, fuck that, the Jews do run everything, just because I heard it somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> somebody made that shit made sense on YouTube. Not being in any rooms where niggas is actually making power plays, not being in that life, not being just completely ignorant and on the internet. Believing is something that charged me up emotionally. Now, as I get older and I become more informed, I realize that's not what's going on. It's not the Jews run everything, you know? <laughs> that would be very simple. Um, it is not that simple, unfortunately. But I love that observation because it does bring about a more important issue that I think Dave has kind of been talking about for a little while and different settings, different context, he has been bringing up a point that this country with its history of brutal racism toward a particular people continue the example that any other group is higher than them. Actions speak louder than words. We're not talking about marching. We're not talking about protests. We are not talking about donations. We're not talking about words. 
We're not talking about fucking telethons, charity. We're not talking about none of that shit. We're talking about the actions that anytime there is a group versus a group, whether that be black men versus transgender, whether it be now black men versus Jewish people, it is proven that this country is going to immediately side with anybody else than the black people. And um, made apparent in that beautiful fucking observation. You call every group of black guys a gang, every group of Italian guys a mob, but you can't even insinuate, you can't even insinuate conspiracy against Jewish people. Um, Understand what I'm saying as well. Insinuating conspiracy is a freedom. It doesn't mean you're right. Does not mean you shouldn't be corrected. The point is the hypocrisy. That's the point. It's the hypocrisy. It's the fact that it's okay when it happens to one person, but for the next person, outrage. I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. I want to go to a place on this globe where people think like that. Not worried about Kanye West and his games. Not even offended at that shit. There's a stereotype that Jewish people are extremely intelligent. Extremely intelligent individuals. I've heard rhetoric that their collective IQ may not be rhetoric. I don't know. Um, that might be my bias. I might be biased and say that that's not true because that's, you know, and that's not how I want to see the world, but I don't fucking know. But I've heard that, that their collective IQ is higher than most other cultures, regardless of white or black. Um, that the Jewish people have the highest collective IQ. I've heard that somewhere. And so there's this conversation that happens on the internet, <laughs> probably between smart people as well, that Jewish people are collectively very intelligent. And that's what I don't understand. Like, why was their reaction so... It's like, is Kanye that much of a genius that he got emotional arousal off of people that are supposed to be so fucking smart? Like... The guy's a clown. The guy's a clown. You know? And our society's so fucked up that that guy can exist because he can continue pulling out emotional triggers and firing them off and re-engaging us into stupidity. Where a guy like Dave Chappelle comes out there and makes the only point that we should be focusing on. The only point that we should be focusing on. An analyzation of race relations and bringing up the actual hypocrisy of these situations, not focusing on the drama, not focusing on the spectacle, but understanding the psychological repetitive mentalities and actions, the things that are drilled into people's brains when they think about black people in America. It's fucked up. And that's what should be focused on. You gotta really think about that. There's somebody that comes on a stage who is poignant, intelligent, not spewing illusion, speaking clearly, no track record. No track record of deceit, conning, or manipulation. He comes up there and he talks about hypocrisy, and the relationship 
mentally that the, this country has when they think of black people and the fact that they're always put lower and they never get the correct defense and they never get the helping hand. But every other culture will get, you know, the entire nation behind them. Should we focus on that or should we focus on a Kanye West who does have the reputation of being a bag of shit for money? <laughs> being a bag of shit. Should we invest our belief now that the Illuminati is real? Because Kanye told us it is. There is an incredible thing that happens um, in this lifetime. I think particularly in these times. This is probably a universal human experience thing, but in these times, I think this is just the, the, the struggle of the now. We live in a society that is so obsessed with material and financial status and social currencies, impressing people. These are all very base emotions. They're base fulfillments. I don't care if you got shiny cars and nice watches and all those other things. As adults, you know, one day somebody's going to have to talk like a motherfucking adult. Somebody's going to have to talk like an adult. Those things don't matter as much as character and your actions and how you treat people. We all know this, but we live in a vapid, empty, shell-like society. And, you know, collectively, one of the symptoms of this is that people, through the stresses of not being able to obtain what feels like an unreachable goal, you know, millionaire status, success, the societal pressures that are put on people, which is just marketing. The reality is just big companies that want to make money off of you, so they fill your head with fucking dreams. And people's stress and depression that's caused from trying to reach for that position in life that they don't even understand. It's not about what they have. It's about the person that they become. They don't understand this. It's just illusion they're chasing. And um, when people do so, uh, a big s symptom of that is to then fall in love with escapism. And, you know, there's a blue pill and there's a red pill before you, right? We're going to do the matrix bullshit, right? <laughs> Stick with me. There's a blue pill and there's a red pill before you. And that blue pill is a sugar pill. It keeps you in the fucking matrix. You get to go back and believe all the shit that you want to continue believing. And your life stays where it's at because you're never actually challenging yourself to see things as they actually are. That you might be the problem in your life. That you have to get your fucking shit together. That you are free. And if you're not, that's because you're enslaving yourself with the things that you invest your time into, the addictions that you have, where you focus your attention, right? The blue pill means you don't have to face any of that. It means you can blame all your problems on somebody else. That is Kanye West telling you the fucking Illuminati. That's what that is. It's the Illuminati that did it. It's the devil. The same guy that has been pimping his people for years is telling you this. You can take that blue pill or you can analyze the reality. The reality is not a fantastic uh, revelation that we're going to have collectively that 
black people in America are the fucking lost tribes of Israel. <laughs> that's not what that's not what the red pill is about. The red pill is much more analytical and logical. Put your feet on the fucking ground and think. Seven billion people on this planet. How many religions have existed since the beginning of fucking time? And we're debating one of them. You want to get into historical context? Bring evidence, not a documentary that has a lot of fucking fluff in it. None of that is important. We're arguing religious precedents and historical. All this shit does. It's, it means nothing. It means fucking nothing to so many people on this planet. Should mean nothing to everybody. It's drama. It's drama. The red pill is looking at the actual issue. The actual issue is not what Kyrie said. It's not what Kanye West said. It's not the fact that Kanye West is an asshole. It's not the fact that Kyrie Irving is naive and he's on the internet too much. He's thinking the world is flat. Now he thinks, you know, the Holocaust was made up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever the fuck was going on, right? That's not of importance. The importance is that black men in America don't have the freedom like other men do. Because this is done elsewhere. It's, it's done elsewhere. But a black man does not have the freedom still in America to be wrong. Got to think about that. Got to think about that. You know? Great point Dave Chappelle made. You know, a black group of black guys is a gang. Group of Italian guys is a mob. Group of Jewish guys is a coincidence that nobody could talk about. Meditate on that. Think about that shit, man. He's the fucking goat. He's the fucking goat. You know? Oh, I don't know, man. Let's see, America. Let's see what you got for me. Um, I be talking to you know that's how that's how serious it is for me thinking about fucking moving. I be talking to Uber drivers. Anytime I hear an Uber driver with an accent, I'm like, where you from? I'm like West Africa. I'm thinking about going over there, man. I'm going to <laughs> I'm not going to fucking Africa. You kidding me? You kidding me? I want to go visit Africa. I don't want to go live in Africa. I thought I wanted to live in Africa once upon a time, and then I started to recognize most of those places that I'm interested in moving to is desert, and I grew up in New York City, which surprisingly for anybody who's not been to New York City, New York City is funny because in the wintertime, um, it gets cold, but during the spring and the summer, it's like almost like tropical weather. It's very humid, great on your skin. Let's get down to my base emotions. The reason I would not live in desert weather is because I did that. I lived in Los Angeles. And it fucking dried me out like a fucking California raisin. I'm not doing it. It's a bad feeling for my skin. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, but that's really why I wouldn't do it. It could be like an amazing life of it. You know, being around people who are like-minded, intellectuals, people who focus on positive things, um, you know, love their neighbor like a good neighbor, stay farm his motherfucking there. It could be that kind of society. But if the air is dry... Nah, nigga, I'm staying in this bullshit. <laughs> I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here, Babylon the Great, baby. You know? It's funny, yo. It's funny. So I'm thinking, I don't know, we're we going to move somewhere. It's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
Whoever's listening about you got to think about that shit too, man. You like where you at? I always think it could be better. I always think that, man. I don't know what that is. Like, I got this ancestry shit coming. <laughs> I like that I put so much weight on it. I'm just going to fucking, I don't know. I got to swab my mouth and then QR code scan that to the app. I don't know how that's going to fucking give me any enlightenment or anything. It's just going to give me some fucking names of some Puerto Rican farmers. That's what I'm... Oh, he cut sugar cane in 1903. Great. Um, it's still just something interesting that I'm, I'm trying to get into. I'm trying to figure it out. Piece together that motherfucking family tree, baby. And once that happens, maybe, you know, I'll have a revelation. Maybe I'll have a revelation of who I am, where I came from, and that'll allow me to see where I'm motherfucking going, and I'll move with that. Now I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, that has been a motherfucking podcast. For anybody who's a continual listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go onto my Instagram. Like the reels. Like the post. Until next time.